0: Hey everyone, welcome to season 14 of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I know that I've been out of pocket. Life, be in. So this season is going to be a combo. So we've got an interview for you so I'm really excited about, as well as some replays because it's 990 season, everyone. And because I've been a little MIA, I wanted to give you all a giveaway. What you have is going to be when you hear the episode for Rebecca Rodriguez, I love talking to her. I've got a couple of things. She has an amazing book that I want you to check out. So if you are saying like, hey, I'm a nonprofit or I'm thinking about starting a nonprofit, this book is for you. And what I want you all to do is be sure to follow us on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast. Once you're subscribed, check out the episodes, download your favorite and tag Synergy in a post on Instagram telling us your favorite takeaway from that episode. And we will give away five copies of Rebecca's book to people who have tagged us again with your favorite takeaway from one of our episodes. So excited to get you all a copy of this book and to see what you've learned. All right, thanks so much for subscribing to Synergy's Nonprofit Ace Podcast. Gotta give you this disclaimer. Any accounting, business, or tax advice in this podcast is not intended as a thorough, in depth analysis of your specific issues. It's not the substitute for a formula opinion. It is not good enough to avoid tax related penalties. Gotta tell you this because don't want y'all coming for me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nonprofit ACE podcast. I wanted to let you know that at the end of the season, we will be announcing the winner of the giveaway for the Nonprofit Workbook by Rebecca Rodriguez. We've been so excited to hear you all's feedback, your takeaways about what episode of the Nonprofit Ace podcast have really struck a chord with you. Keep tagging us and posting to your Instagram. We're excited to name the winner. This season is all about the IRS 990 and informational return for nonprofits. I want you to have a better understanding of the return and how it fits into the foundational pieces for healthy nonprofits, those pieces being your mission, your priorities, your tools in storytelling. This episode, though, is all about your priorities. So we're going to talk about your priorities and how the IRS 990 highlights them. For me, when I'm looking at a nonprofit and I'm thinking about what are their priorities, I'm thinking about how they're spending their money. And that is what people are always looking at with like the 990s. When people want to shade or be like rude or be like, "Mm, I don't know about that or place. What they do is they go to the 990. If they don't trust the people running the organization, they go to the IRS 990 and they say, how much are these people making? And they think about, "Mm, oh, your executive director makes that much. Ooh, you're paying your board members this much. All of that information is in the 990. So this is a way for people to think about what is it that you are prioritizing? And don't just think about, they're just gonna be looking at my salary. Think about, again, the IRS wants you to highlight what's happening at your organization. So there's also a part on the form where you can talk about your activities and how much you're spending in each of the activities. So you're not just talking about, ooh, these people made this much money, but you're gonna be able to say, listen here, you know the work that we do, that food bank? (laughs) That we run, this is how much money we put into it. So when you are unclear about how you're spending money, when your finances on the back end on your financial statements are just not in order, it makes it a lot harder to reflect those priorities. It's a lot more who we think this is, we need to adjust. For me, it makes the case for putting it in the system the right way, the right time, the first time. And among the things that gets pointed out. Is going to be not just how much people are making, but how many hours are they putting in. I think this, from an internal perspective, helps your board think about wow, our executive director is making $40,000 and they put in on average 60 hours a week. For organizations who think that livable wages are really important, if you say that you think livable wages are really important, if you say, we prioritize our employees not having to work two and three jobs to make this possible. You should be looking at how much are we paying people? How many hours are they working? What does that work out to be? Are we truly paying people in compliance with minimum wage laws? Another way that this highlights what your priorities are is that it talks about independent contractors. Independent contractors is a question that comes up a lot and they're like, who should we treat an independent contractor? Well, the IRS is going to say, well, their threshold is 100000 which is quite high, um, depending on the type of work that the vendor is doing. Um, but it's possible that you might find that there are several organizations that are paying hundreds of thousands to independent contractors. And for me, that places the question of what is it that this independent contractor is doing that you could not find an employee to do? Think about how are we prioritizing this work? Is the work that this contractor is doing something we could not, in fact, bring in-house? Could we train people to do this work? What benefits could we reap by doing this type of work? Another thing that helps highlight priorities, we talked about the payments that we made. We talked about how many hours are they putting in. The hours that the board of directors is putting in is valuable information for your organization. It gives you a gut check of are those board members fulfilling their duties? Not to say that, oh, because they put in 75 hours a week, they are, but if you're finding that when you were bringing the board members on, you said, oh, we expect our board members to put in about two hours a week, you know, between the committees they serve on or the board meetings or the calls that we expect them to do, and you have board members self-assessing that, oh, I, I put in like an hour a month You know, at the actual board meeting, you may need to evaluate, are these board members (laughs) truly engaged? what is it that this is saying? If you have board members that you're like, wow, they put in no time, no time at all. Is it time to rethink how you've made up your board? This is crucial to like accomplishing your mission and saying, if we prioritize our community and putting them first, we need to make sure that people who are working, be they volunteers or not. Or paid employees, that time is being well spent. And I mentioned volunteers. That is another thing about the IRS. Again, I like to highlight what are the things that you guys are doing. And so by talking about the volunteers, you get to now show we have a lot of community support. We have 20 volunteers, we have 50, volunteers. we have 100 volunteers. That information goes into that piece about what is our reach? What is our impact going to be? How are we? engaging with the community. If you're finding that you have staff members who are working excessive (laughs) number of hours and you have a limited number of volunteers, what does that say about your consideration about their life? And what does that say about your ability to communicate your need for volunteers? What does that say about your systems in place to train volunteers so that they will stay? And you can lighten the burden on some other staff members, at least until you can hire more staff. So those are the priorities that I think that you guys should definitely be paying attention to as you look at your 990, as you are completing the form, how much are you paying people? And not just from a, we can't afford to pay people perspective, because I don't believe that. I believe you can't afford to pay people <laughs> if you prioritize correctly. It's definitely doable. But from the perspective of, if we say that we are interested in having fair and livable wages, if we say that cost of living in the area that we are in is really high, are you paying people in accordance to that? Are you paying people more than minimum wage? Are you engaging the volunteers, including your board of directors? And the last area that I think the RS 990 helps highlight is the unrelated business income tax. So I mentioned it before, and this is the money that you guys generating revenue. You're saying we're selling these products. They have nothing to do with what we do as a mission, but it's a good way to bring in money. If you find that you have a lot of unrelated business income, I would ask you to consider what is it about these other income source? Why did we feel the need to go into it? I'd also consider how much of your resources are you putting in there? So not just oh, we're making a lot of money, but how much is it costing you in personnel costs? And is it worth it? Is it truly offsetting? Is it truly supporting the work that you do? As in making it possible for you to fund the program expenses. So those are the the priorities that I think that you should consider. um, I think those are the priorities that IRS 9ID highlight are how are payments being made? How are program funds being spent? How much time is being put in by staff, quote unquote, high level staff, and how many volunteers you have. If you have any other questions on what are some of the priorities that come up when you're completing your 990, reach out. Let me know. Happy to answer your questions. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Synergy Advisory. You can find me on Facebook at Synergy Accounting Advisory. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kyle Grant, CPA. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.